This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today's podcast is titled, Will God Answer My Prayers? The mystery of how God works is what I want to look at today. Really, I can't say it's a mystery because it is written in the scriptures. God talks a lot about prayer. How or why do our prayers move God into action? That's really the question. This is not a flippant statement, nor am I trying to be disrespectful in any way. God is our Father. He created us for a purpose. He is our Heavenly Father, and He loves us. People have been praying to God, desiring a positive answer for millennia. I must say that in some cases, when God says no or is silent, He does know best, and that's where faith comes in, just to trust Him. This is not an easy subject, and I mean, who am I to tell you how God is going to answer prayers? So in this podcast, I want to get a firm foundation of what God says about answering prayer so that you and I have a basis to pray with confidence, just like Jesus. Those close to Jesus saw that God was answering his prayers consistently, the apostles uh, of his day, and the people that were around him. They even asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Listen how confident Jesus is with God hearing and answering his petitions. Jesus was in the process of working to get the people to understand that he was the Christ. And just before raising Lazarus from the dead, he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here so that they may believe believe that you sent me. There are so many examples of men and women that have changed the course of their circumstances and even the course of history of the earth by some answered prayer. For example, we have Abraham, Moses, Samuel, David, And of course, in the New Testament, we have Jesus, John, Peter, Paul, and the list goes on. In Joshua 10, 11, and 12, we have a noteworthy answer to prayer. Joshua is in a battle and needs more daylight, more time to complete a victorious campaign against five different kingdoms who had come against Israel. Joshua prays publicly before all of Israel And God answers his request by holding the sun and the moon still for some 24 hours. Moses prays a multitude of prayers and delivers Israel from slavery, from the greatest nation on earth. In both of these cases, it is a very important issue, a parallel between both of them. They prayed for God's will. They prayed to accomplish what God was doing at that time. Jesus prays for thousands to be healed, raised from the dead, delivered from demonic forces, and feeds thousands supernaturally. Then we have John and Philip, Stephen, Peter, Paul, all have example after example of answered prayer. But Dennis, you might say, How can you compare us to the men and women of faith in the Bible? 
I understand that question very well. In fact, it's gone over and over in my mind. How can I compare myself to these people? First off, Jesus is our example, and he told us that we would do greater things than what he was doing on the earth while he was here. See John 14, 12. Also, God is not a respecter of persons. In Romans 12, 11, speaking about the righteous judgment of God, it says, For God does not show favoritism. So, in other words, God sees all of us believers exactly the same. Yes, He calls different people to different tasks, no doubt, but our prayers are really between us and Him. Much of it is up to us. Mark 5.34 Jesus has just healed a woman of an issue of blood, and He says to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Or Mark 10.52 Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And the third scripture, Luke 17.19, after healing ten men with leprosy, said to one of them who came back to give God thanks, Rise up and go. Your faith has made you well. So in all three of these scriptures, we see that it depends on us to a point, and it also depends on our faith. I think this is a place where a lot of people get tripped up, uh, because Jesus says, your faith has healed you. He makes it very clear. But their faith is in what God has promised and who God is. That's the main point. Yes, we have to have faith. Jesus was sent to the earth for a purpose, to die for our sins, to be raised from the dead, to bring us salvation and an intimate relationship with Him. So faith is a part of this and something that God desires. Hebrews eleven six says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So let's explore faith and let's explore uh, obedience in the scriptures, which is really a component of faith. And then let's talk about our relationship with the Lord. First, faith. How do we get it? I have a whole podcast on faith. If you're interested, check it out, because I go into depth in that podcast. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. I've read this scripture for years. And I've quoted it for years, but I didn't really have a good understanding of what it means. Faith is the belief that God will do what he has said or what he has promised. Back to the verse, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. To be sure is connected with something that God has promised. We can only be sure of what he has promised. Are we persuaded that God will be true to his words, to his promises? So much so that we will live our life in accordance with his words. In other words, do you trust God? Do you take him at his word? If you do, you're going to have to know his word. So it's so important that you know the Bible. Not only by what is written, 
But even more importantly for our daily circumstances or situations, what is God speaking now, currently, in our lives, in our situations? This is really the big question for us to settle because we live in a broken world. We have broken and sinful people around us, some of them affecting our lives. All around us, there's evil spirits doing evil things. There's evil satanic forces countering what God says and his promises. This often makes the reality around us look bleak, hopeless, even disastrous at times. Yet do we believe God will do what he has promised, even in the midst of trouble? If yes, then we have faith. This is so important to settle in your mind and to know God personally, to know his word and to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 21, Jesus curses a fig tree by saying, may you never bear fruit again. To the disciples' amazement, the fig tree immediately withers. Then Jesus teaches them in verse 21 and 22. I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. This is a powerful verse. Uh, It's a soul-shaking verse. We learn here that faith is required. Doubt is the opposite of faith, and it is a deterrent to faith. Jesus also explains that much larger issues than cursing a fig tree can be answered through faith-filled prayer. How do I get faith? Romans 10:17 Consequently faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ the word of Christ here is really the rhema of Christ and when we translate it it loses a big part of its meaning because it means rhema means the spoken word of God Jesus has spoken his word It has been written down for us in the New Testament and and the Old Testament, too. Even though it was spoken thousands of years ago, it is eternally powerful and applicable. But Jesus and the Father are still speaking into the lives of his people through the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit is always going to speak God's will, and it's going to be a part of the Bible. And, and maybe not the exact words, but it's going to be the same characteristic, the same love, the same purpose as that we find in the Bible. But God is still speaking. Listen to what Jesus says in John twelve forty nine and 50. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that this command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. The Holy Spirit was speaking to Jesus consistently, constantly, and he was repeating what God wanted him to say. This is faith. Listening to the Holy Spirit and being obedient. Or take Moses as an example. 
Before a miraculous plague, God would instruct him on the next step. Moses would believe what God was saying, even with the possibility of losing his life, he would take action according to what God had just told him. That's faith. Jesus is teaching before his crucifixion in John 14, 25 and 26, and he says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. This is so important. It is a key ingredient, listening to the Holy Spirit and acting in accordance with His voice. Let me say it one more time. The Holy Spirit still speaking. He will always speak in accordance with the Bible, but He is still talking to us. And it's our privilege, it is a privilege for us to be obedient to him. Later, Jesus speaks in John chapter uh, 16, verses 12 and 13, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit is still counseling us with the Father's heart, with the heart of Jesus. He is still leading us, comforting us. And when he speaks, if we trust his voice, we are walking in faith. Therefore, faith comes by hearing the spoken word of God. Next, let us talk about obedience. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask Him for anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked for of Him. And 1 John 3, 21 and 22, it says, Dear friends, If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask, because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Obedience. We must know His written word, yes, and listen to His spoken word when the Holy Spirit highlights something in the Bible, or He speaks to us through a person, or uh, however He might speak to us then we are to obey whatever God is saying. And we're to live our lives in obedience to His Word. That's a very important part. As we live in obedience to Him, then we know that our prayers are heard by Him and accepted and answered by Him. Now, we might not always have the right uh, prayer. We might be asking for something that God knows isn't best for us, and so we have to understand sometimes He tells us no and be obedient to that. Okay, Lord, that's what you're saying. I'm going to go on to something else. Finally, I want to talk about our relationship with the Lord. Relationship is what God designed us for in the very first place. God would visit with Adam and Eve in the garden. When He created us, He wanted relationship. He wants relationship with you. He wants relationship with me. It's 
the pinnacle of the human life is to have a relationship with God. That's what we're here for. We're like in a garden, and we're here to bloom in that relationship with Him. As we bloom in that relationship and mature in that relationship, we will be with Him forever. Matthew seven twenty one through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, God will forgive us for sins. I want to make that very clear. God is gracious and merciful. So as we enter into this relationship with Him, if we stumble and fall, if we sin against Him and do things that are wrong, just confess your sins. And then He is faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins. You must remember that. So I can't tell you how many millions of times I've asked for forgiveness, and He forgives, and we get up and go on. But in that, we're developing a relationship. Don't give up. Stay in the fight and develop that relationship with the Lord. He has made a path for us. Do you have a two-way relationship with God? We probably all talk to God, but do we listen to Him? so that we know His will, His purposes, His activities? Do we really understand what we're listening to when we read the Bible? Are we willing to be obedient and keep our relationship with Him active and alive? We do this by spending time with Him in prayer, Bible study, reading, and then listening for His voice, listening for what He says, in times of worship, glorifying Him, praising Him. This is the abundant life, a living relationship with God, walking by faith, listening to the Holy Spirit, and doing what God tells us to do. Then we know that He hears our prayers and He answers. Remember, sometimes He might say no, sometimes He's silent, but we keep on praying. Jesus told us to pray to continue to pray. As we continue to pray, He will continue to speak to us. This is relationship with God. I'm so excited about prayer. I hope you are too. Father, we bow our hearts before you. And Lord, we know that we need your help. So help us, Lord. Send your Holy Spirit upon us and help us to pray. Help us to develop, to develop faith. Help us to walk in obedience. Lord, we can't do it without you. But with you, Lord, we can. Because you have told us that you love us and that you desire to be with us forever. We pray in the name of Jesus. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at thecleansoul.com. ORG.